Welcome back to Train to Win Podcast. This one's a special one. Today we've got the world champion Daryl Dryden on. This is going to be episode four. It's going to be a good one. We've got all kinds of crazy, crazy information. We're going to be talking about what it really means to train to win. So Daryl, go ahead and, you know... (laughs) Well, hello again. <laughs> Second one for me. It's been a while. I've been in um, incognito for a few months because of, uh, well, just being busy and training and trying to get serious and and accomplish some goals and whatnot and <clears throat> taking care of a lot of other athletes, trying to get them to another level too. So yeah, but apologize for my absence. So hopefully <laughs> we can make this a weekly or at least bi-weekly or bi-monthly deal um, to get in here a couple of times and yeah. Go over some training information, um, you know, maybe some methodologies again, like we've always wanted to touch on some of the things that I'm doing or implementing or changing um, from when I first started to where I am right now and what I'm changing to try to get to the next level. And that's to be, you know, not just a, a world record, a record holder on the bench, but, you know, the squat, the dead and the total. Um, I think I might be the very first one to ever be able to do that. Um, so most of the time you have guys that are, they got the total or they got right. the bench or they got the squat or they got the squat and the dead, but they don't have the bench. And so I want to be the guy across the board that holds it in the, the weight class that I have. And then the other thing I wanted to do was after I got done with that, if that was you know achievable, was to even drop down a weight class and go to the 65s because um, I just think 180 you pounds. Break some uh, records in two yep. weight classes, man. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and, and move down a weight. By the time that happens, I'm going to be in the next Masters too. But um, kind of interesting. I, I decided I'm going to enter Opens from now on. I'm not going to just stay in the Masters stuff. Um, I'm going to enter the Opens from what I've been seeing. There's some bad dogs in the Opens, that's for sure, but I think that's where you could really, you know, test yourself against everybody, no matter what right. age they are. And then, I mean, I'll always be in the Masters division, but I'm going to enter into the Opens just to see where I sit. I yeah. got a big tourney coming up. I'll be in the um, the Las Vegas, they call it the, I think it's the Filthy uh, Powerhouse Classic that'll be in Las Vegas on April 4th. and. Yeah. Go hit that and then uh, wander into the Nationals in um, Palm Springs, California in July. And that'll set me up if we know we stay healthy and everything. Um, um, Hit another world. Uh, We don't know. It's to be announced where the worlds are to be in 2020. So um, I don't know how to get prepared for acclimatization this time. So, you know, but yeah, hopefully we can do a few more and and, uh, stay on track. (laughs) Well, I mean, the biggest thing for an outlet like this is to kind of show and maybe educate some of those who may not understand what it really takes to train to win. Uh, And one of the biggest things that I personally noticed with you is, you know, not only is the training on point and your programming and all that stuff, but the mindset, that's something that really can't be taught. And that's something that you really have to dig deep within to get strong and get disciplined and you were pretty freaking intense. It was almost like you were a complete different dude in your prep for worlds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, just training with you. It was yeah. like, you know, I've got some little disc issues and I'm lifting something and I'm like, dude, this fucking hurts. And you're like, quit being a fucking bitch. Like lift the weight. And I'm like, damn. All right. And you hit it too. I lift the weight, you know, and like just that type of intensity and that type of, you know, 
do whatever it fucking takes, no matter what type of mindset was absolutely insane to kind of be around. Um, With that, was there anything, any like, you know, tips or tricks, I guess, that you may have used to really drive that mental mindset? Yeah, failure. Failure and disappointments what drove me. Fear of failure? Well, no, I'm not afraid to fail. I just failed enough times that, uh, you know, I have to keep picking myself up. You know, I've suffered injuries, too. Um, I tore my quad tendon. Really pissed me off. Uh, (laughs) I I, I did everything under the sun. I'm an athletic trainer, too, so I did everything under the sun to rehab it. You know, I mean, anywhere from dry kneeling to ultrasound to stem to negative training to massage therapy to you name it, man, I did it. Um, I went and got a PRP injection, a plasma-rich protein-rich injection. Dr. Lucas, thank you. Orthopedic Associates, yeah. (laughs) Um, Took care of me there. It took a year for that to set in. Um, You know, the first time I got back, um, off that t- torn quad tendon. It wasn't, you know, it was a, it was a, a quarter of my tendon, you know. Um, I was just trying to push through it, and I couldn't figure out how in the hell I couldn't get my squat going again because it hurt so bad, but I, you know, just kept rolling. You know, it, it took me a year to even get to where I was comfortable to even move again, and then on my first meet, I did 447. That yeah. was my squat, you know. And that, that's and like that your hurt. warm-up now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I crushed 501 and a half at the meet. And, you know, really, I, I my goal was 525, but I, I missed my first one, so I was a little conservative on it. Um, 501 beat me in Tucson. So that really pissed me off, and I decided I knew exactly what it was that I had to do to change that. And that was I had a sticking point about 30 degrees above parallel. So I went straight to box squats, and I loaded up my, my barb weight and I I went with bands I went with chains and I come down to the 12 inch box which is below parallel for me and I paused there I didn't relax but I paused and I drove off the box as hard as I could through that sticking point and I just varied my loads um, all the way through that for about you know the six weeks that I had to train and it paid off because if you see the video at the 501 there was no sticking point anymore you know so it was a failure that really um, drives me. I mean, you know, um, I tore my tore my lat at the uh, um, Tucson meet. Just, I mean, a minor one. It wasn't like I ripped it off the bone or anything, but enough that when I was pulling 545, I popped and I decided to set the weight down. I shouldn't have been such a sally ass. I should have pulled through it. I probably <laughs> could have been just fine. Yeah. It would have felt the same, you know. I had to rehab myself for that real quick. I was a little paranoid doing my good mornings, and I was like, you know what? If it's going to go, it's going to go. Get it over with, and let's move on, you know. Um, you know, and I rehabbed enough that I was capable of, you know, getting back into the training part of that. And I um, just today, like I was telling you earlier, you know, I was very conservative on my pull at 530. I pulled 555 at Gallup, um, no problem. Um, you know, two weeks, three weeks out of the comp, I pulled 500 for nine. Um, I was just so mentally shot by the time I got to the deadlift that I was being a sally ass. Jet lagged and there's all kinds of different variables. Well, that that really sucked. That was the only, that was the worst part of it. That was, otherwise the rest of it was great, you know. Right. My wife got to travel with me. That was cool. We got to be over there and hang out and go through all the, you know, all the sites and stuff. The best we could, the best that I was going to allow myself to because I didn't want to walk that much because I didn't want to F up my squat. But, uh, (laughs) 
you know, and then that, you know, that uh, really drove me for my dad, you know, and I, I pretty much went pretty zealous with that because even two weeks before that 500 for nine, I pulled 455 in a snatch grip off the two inch boxes for five. I think it was five or six. I can't remember. I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking mind blowing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I just was, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose. I don't like losing. I don't care what it is, whether it's checkers or mind games or football, wrestling, whatever, grabbing a weight and trying to get it done. I, I just, it, it eats me alive. When I left that Tucson meet, I was sick to my stomach. You know, I mean, yeah, I got, I took it, but I wasn't happy with my pulls. I didn't, I, I qualified for the worlds with a 1367 total. That's what I qualified at. And when I left the Worlds, um, I was at 1417, and that wasn't good enough either because my goal was 1500. Well, and that's the the relentless mindset, man, of, you know, you you hit a goal or you set a goal, and you've always got the bar risen when you -hmm. you already hit your your previous goal. You know, it's on on to the next one. You achieved it. You've already got (laughs) the next one set. It's a never-ending thing. Um, Even if you do have that type of win like you had you know you bask in it for a little bit but then it's back to the training you know back at it like like you were telling me you came back 3 a 3 a.m or something like that the next day you were already training your kids Mm -hmm. you know you were tapering a little bit then it was back to training you know back to the next goal back to the next comp well we got in that monday night and then you know tuesday morning woke up normal like 4 15 like i do every day and had kids at Animus and CrossFit and um, where I train clients and, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, you know, had a few kids in the morning and then I came right into training, you know, and yeah. people are like, what are you, hey, congratulations, what, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm getting ready for the next one, you know. Yeah. And my, my training partner, Jason Alley, texted me this morning. He's like, you ever heard of uh, muscle recovery? And I said, I said, yeah, I'll rest when I'm dead. But I said, I took two weeks off before the uh, meet anyway. I tapered out. So there was my rest time, <laughs> you, know? you know, and, you know, I'm just doing, like I said, I'm doing active recovery, but I'm, I'm working on the, my weak points still just kind of starting off. I'm slow and, yeah. you know, I mean. Technically, you know, I, I pretty much got close to a year. I got six months before this first meet to kind of dial things in, you know, to do a pre-meet before nationals and then uh, see where I'm sitting there and adjust yeah. on any of the mistakes I, I may have and whatnot. But I just, you know, you don't have, you don't, nothing's guaranteed. Nobody guaranteed tomorrow. So I'm going to find out what I'm capable of today. Uh, I figure if I can break a record today, why wouldn't I, you know? Um, if it cripples me, then fuck it. So what? Um, but that's what I want to do. You know, um, I knew when I started this process that I wanted to be a world record holder. Um, and then it didn't dawn on me that I could be involved in world championships until, you know, a couple of meets into it when I was seeing numbers and stuff. And then I was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. You know? And so, um, I just don't have a stop button. Um, I've never had a stop button. You can ask anybody that's ever grown up with me or been around me ever, my whole life. I just don't. I just don't have a stop button. You know, I, I wouldn't say I've achieved everything. You know, I've had injuries and stuff that have set me back. But you know, those are the things, like I said, that are my driving point. You know, failure is an opportunity to begin again with more intelligence by far. Yeah. And you know, this this failure of not getting fifteen hundred um, total is just driving me up the wall you know my wife had t-shirts made 
and they said bench squat dead, dried and trained. Yeah, fifteen hundred total Germany, two thousand nineteen. And I love it, but I was so mad because I was like, I haven't done it yet. Don't put it on a damn shirt. I need to accomplish it first. Then you can, you yeah. know, and so that's just how my mind works. And she just laughs at me, you know. And now that I, I got that shirt, now I have to go and I have to, I just have to get it, you right. know. So, but I, I would say the biggest motivation for me is, well, one, I mean, I have a determination, I'm disciplined, and I, I desire to be a winner um, in everything I do, whether it's just... You know, being a father, being a husband, being uh, an athletic trainer, being a personal trainer, a strength coach, uh, you know, I want to be the best, you know, and I'm not yet. And so um, I strive for everything. You know, I don't think I I think people work hard, but I don't think they understand how hard they have to work in order to get what they really want. And and sometimes I think I look around and I see people, they they really don't want it. They say they do, but they don't want it. They like to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, and we need people around us to encourage us, you know, to go for our stuff, you know. Um, you know, Heather's, you know, always been my backbone on stuff that, you know, she's like, well, if you want to do it, let's do it. You know, she's behind me every way, every dollar I've spent, every mm-hmm. meal I've had to have made, uh, every hour I have to spend at the gym instead of being at home with her or vice versa. And, and uh, you know, the training times, the... The driving, the, the money spent on meats, and you know I don't wear gear. I'm totally raw, so it's like I don't have to buy belts and stuff like that, you know. But you know, just just the time out of her day to deal with me and stuff, and put up with my mood swings when it when I come home and I don't hit the squat that I want, or yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, and. Um, you know, and I'm like, I'll critique if she's got, if we, if we're both thinking about, uh, maybe having some dessert or something, I'm like, don't you dare tempt me. Don't you do it. You know, stuff like that, you know, so she puts up with a lot of stuff. And if I didn't, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be without her, but, uh, um, she sure makes it easy for me to be able to accomplish my goals, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's just determination. You know, I tell my kids all the time at Kirtland, I said, your, your goals are, and your idea of yourself is too low, you know. Um, I think people get caught up in a, you know, they get tired or they get hurt or, and then they just stop, you know. And Well, I definitely a- think, you know, one thing that I do for myself mentally, and maybe you do it as well, is, you know, setting the bar so damn high for yourself that even if you fall up short, you know, you're you a hell of a lot ass. better off than yep. you were before, you know, yep. just like your 1500 total goal, yep. you know, how close would you have gotten if you set a 1400, you know, yeah. total goal, you probably yep. wouldn't have exceeded it yep. near as much as you did, you know? Well, I went 407 on that bench and I should have 402 <laughs> and it'd be another 20 pounds I'd put on the total. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that same determination, man. Like I could have done this better. Yep. I could have done that. And, you know, it's that trying to win mentality of, you know, how could you have done better even when you had already achieved excellence? Well, you know, there's, you know, there's saying that Sturgis Wrestling has, and it's in their room. It's, it's plastered all the way across the wall. This is never satisfied, you know. And they're probably one of the most successful teams in South Dakota, if not the nation. And, uh, and that's exactly the mindset that you have to have if you, you know, I mean, people ask me, like, well, what are you going to do now? You know, I'm like, well, I'm going to keep competing. That's what I'm going to do. I mean. As if that was like your pinnacle. Yeah. Like that was your peak. That's you know, it. <laughs> I haven't hit the fucking numbers I wanted. I haven't yeah. broke the two, re- three records that I want to break. I mean, I got a lot of work to do. I mean, Heather will tell you, I, I took that medal. They put it around my neck. Great. Take a couple pictures. I put it in my backpack. 
<laughs> the only time I took it out is when I had to take it out at the airport. I put it on the thing, and the guy's like, oh, whoa, what's it? And I said, well, I was in, I was in for the world championship. I'm like, champion? Yeah, 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 you know. Okay. And, and then, you know, I had it in my backpack for, you know, probably a week. I didn't even take it out and think about it. And kids were like, hey, you know, I said, hey, well, take, check this out, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, I finally put it on my shelf, you know, along with the other stuff this, um, this week. And that's where it's going to sit. <laughs> No, right. I, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I want to keep going. I, that's yeah. you know, it's neat. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to belittle it. It is a lot of work, but again, it's not. Um, I'm not patting myself on the back. You know, I, there's so many things I got to accomplish yet. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and the biggest thing that I that I've gathered out of all of this is. Um, and this, this is an emotional thing for me because, you know, growing up, you know, wrestling and doing all this stuff and playing sports and all that stuff, you know, you know, my parents, they didn't, they, they didn't care. They weren't there. They didn't give a shit about any of that stuff. Um, I was basically on my own all the time, you know, um, here <laughs> I'm 40 some years old and I'm like a little 16 year old kid this the Matt wants to come up and ask me about the, the the meat thing and I'm like yeah yeah okay you know and you know to be honest I was a little embarrassed to even have it in the paper but I mean that's cool and all um but I didn't realize how much influence I've had on people around here um, well like I was saying before the podcast man you turned into like a local celebrity yeah it's not something many people see around here like you know people do great but it's very rare to see someone go off and do something you know that big, excellent yeah. that's yeah. stays here you know yeah. like and i've told you time and time again it's so rare to have someone like you come into farmington and it's like you know i am fortunate to have come across someone like you because i would still be you know the uneducated i mean yeah. you, don't you know, know maybe someone who <laughs> thought he was educated i don't know it's hard to say what if but you know, it's something that has a huge impact on people and it shows them that maybe if they were to believe in themselves a little more, mm -hmm. that they can achieve that same kind of greatness because Man, it, it happened here at home. Yeah. You know, you hear about it here and you see it over there, but you never witness it right in front of you. And yeah. to have that type of experience that's, you know, this close to home, it makes a lot of people, you know, have a little bit of hope, you mm, know, because yeah. there's not much of that here i don't know if yeah, you've, you know you've not a lot of drive um yeah you know but that you know going back to that it's just like people are proud of me i ain't even done anything yet people was like <laughs> they're proud of me you know and i'm like i even was sitting with heather you know before we even left to germany i'm like you know what i love this pressure man i absolutely freaking love this pressure i put more pressure on myself than anything else but and it's not like people were like expecting me to win it you know, they were like, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing it. That's my coach and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And then when I win it, <laughs> everybody's like, whoa, man, that's my coach. I know this guy, that yeah. kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, and it's not to be arrogant about me, but it's like, wow, you know, you know, every time I tell everybody and you know how I am, I tell you, you can do it. You There's right. stuff that, you know, and I and I put my foot in my kids' ass, too, at Kirtland. And, you know, I push them. Um, and I tell them, you, you know, you, you don't think enough of yourself. You don't think, you don't, your goals aren't even high enough. I said, your expectations are too damn low, man. I said, an undefeated season and so on and so forth. And, you know, 15 solo tackles a game or, you know, the volleyball, you got seven kills. You know, stuff that just, 
you know, maybe the whole society is kind of, well, don't be arrogant. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, you know, stuff. It's just a jip, man. It's like, I'm not, you, up. you know, I'm not being arrogant, man. Um, I'm just confident. You know, I work hard, you know, you know you've got and, the tools, you know how to use them. And, and you know, uh, I, I train my kids that way. I train my people that way. And I, I'm that way when I'm, if I'm me and you are just hanging out, having coffee or something, it's like. I'm always goal orientated. I'm 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 interested in how you're doing, what's going on, what can we do to make your stuff better? You know, I want everybody to improve, you know. I didn't have that growing up. I would have loved to have that growing up. Yeah. If I had someone like me around me, be unfair, yeah. you know. Someone to kick me in my butt and all that. I mean, I had to sneak into the weight room just to lift. I got in trouble there a couple of times. Mr. Cooper, <laughs> I know you'll yeah. never hear this, but back in Harrisburg, Nebraska. Yeah. Mr. Newland, he's passed away, but you know. that's it, it's rare qualities too, and it's something that I feel can help you gain a lot of respect, and that's how you've gained a ton of respect around here. Is you're honest and straight up with people. If they're being a bitch, like for me, if I'm training <laughs> with you, you're like, dude, quit being, you know. Well, I think you know you were like the the pain was bothering you, and pain yeah. does inhibit muscular contraction. But then we also got to ask ourselves: look, if if the, if the meat is here. And you're, you're training to get to that level. If we take a break every single time something hurts, we'll never achieve it. Right. And you don't know what you could have pushed that day until I said, look, get your ass over there, grab the damn weight, and lift it up. You can do it. Boom. And you go over there and you hammer it for four like it's nobody's business. Right. Now, granted, he was a little sore a couple of days later, but now mentally you already know you can do it. Yeah. You already broke the barrier that you weren't, you didn't. You weren't prepared at that very minute to get over, and you just needed just somebody there to tell you you could, and you went and did it, you know? Right. Um, it's just as simple as that. Let me tell you something. Your, your mind will always give out before your body does. People say, the other, well, I'm old. I'm bullshit. You can put, I'm 43, dude. I'm not that old, okay? I've just done enough stuff to take care of myself. You know, I, one lady was saying, well, how does Daryl not have back problems? Dude, you ever seen my x-ray? Yeah, you, you ever seen my yeah. MRI? Yeah, <laughs> the whole disc I got a grade offset. one spondylolisthesis that slides anymore could very well paralyze me. That's just the way it is. But do you see me stopping? No, I'm going to work around all of it, and I'm going to make sure it's strong, and I'm going to keep it going. It's when I take a damn break is when I hurt. So I'm not taking any breaks until I'm in the dirt. You know, and if people just had that mindset with everything they did, whether it's raising kids, being a father, freaking going for the CEO job, you know, they, they'd be bust some ass. But everybody lets everybody tell them, you know, and I find that um, people don't want people to be better than they are. You know, that's not how I yeah, am. They want you to do great, but never better than them. I want yeah. you to be better than me. I tell my kid, dude, you should be squatting more than me. You should be doing better than I am. You should be able to take down people. You know, it doesn't matter what I'm coaching. I want you, if I didn't want you better than me, then I would just like wrestle you and beat you up during the practice. I wouldn't even show right. you anything. I mean, I'd let kids take me down. I'd let them, I'd teach them how to do stuff. I mean, you know, I'm not embarrassed. You know, I come in, I come in here and I break things down for people or my kids and stuff like that. I, and, you know, I, I just, like I said, I, I wish I had someone like that around me, but 
because I didn't. I'm the one that does it. I do it to myself. I, I do it to those around me. And, you know, I've been told that, you know, there's just an energy that comes off, you know, and that's great. You know, my wife tells me that too, you know, well, Daryl, you're just so intense. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? To me, I, it's like normal. So I don't know, you yeah. know, she's like, well, you know, well, can you describe it for me? You know, and she can't, you know, but, you know, well, anybody that's met with me or talked with me for a certain period of time, you know, you know, and, and I've, you know, I'm sure I look like I'm upset, but as soon as I take my earplugs out and start talking to you, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure people understand that I want the best for them, you know, so, yeah. but, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> well, and it's just that type of focus and. Usually if you aren't like in a good mood and you take your headphones off, you, you say like, I'm fucking pissed right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I've had that before. I've walked up to you, you take your headphone out and you're like, I'm fucking pissed off. I hurt my peck or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm like, all right, all right. Give him his space. He's got to, you know, figure things out for a sec, you know? Well, that was like, that was, that was two weeks before the worlds, man. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. I, uh, I was just warming up on my speed bench. And I had just crushed 405 on a floor press two days before. And <laughs> I'm doing my speed work. I'm warming up, 135 a few, getting the, getting the tendons good and warm. And then I put on 225. And I do a couple reps. All of a sudden, I feel this tightness across the upper part of my pack. And I'm like, what in the hell? I put a chain on, and I'm like, damn it. I put another chain on, whoop, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm two weeks. I'm not doing it. I'm just, oh, I was so mm-hmm. mad. And you come walking over, and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck it. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Throwing my chains yeah, in the bucket. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, it doesn't, I'm going to rest up, and you know what? I'm going to tear it. I'll tear it in Germany. I'm not going <laughs> to tear it here. I was like so mad, yeah. dude. And to be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't touch a single thing from that point on until Germany. I didn't. I, uh funny here thing so going into that story i was uh i did my first uh press i opened up with 367 and a half and i dude i had to be so dehydrated because i walked in i weighed in at 177.25 you know i told you this and i i just peed and peed and peed and peed and peed and and, um anyway when i was hitting the bench um i did that 367 i touched the chest Boom, I exploded. I locked out. Both my triceps just cramped so hard I thought I was going to tear them. I wrapped them. I'm like, oh, no, man, no. I got the world record I got to go for. I got the world record, man. And I so I walked around the stage. I said, I said I'm said, i going three, you know, 385, 175 kilos, something like that. And um, and I said, that's that's the record, the world record, blah, blah, blah. So they had the right judges. I go around the corner. I'm like, hey, Heather, 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 come here, right? And uh, I didn't want anybody to see me. Um, I went in the back, and I said, hey, can you hit on my tries, man? I'm like, they're, they're cramping, man. I'm, I think I might tear both of them. And she's like, what? And I'm like, just hit them up. <laughs> so she hammers them out, right? And I'm like, fuck it. Uh, if it's going to go, it's going to go on lockout, you know, or go on uh, the liftoff. And uh, so I get back up there for my second lift, and uh, up and off it goes, and then I, they say start, so I bring it down, and I'm like, I got no pain, you know, I touch the chest, they say press, boom, I figured for sure I was going to have it happen, boom, locked it out, nothing, racked, and I was like, I'm going 407, <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, but I didn't yeah. do anything after that, that pec tweak, man, I, I did do some TB500 and some BPC right in it, because I was really paranoid about it. 
um, and that helped quite a bit. But I uh, I didn't do any pressing until I got to Germany. Yeah. To my warm ups, yeah, in the back. So I was. Um, but you know, there's a determination too. You know, I mean, it's like. I uh, I went to to break. You had to be at the worlds to break that world record. Now I beat that weight in Tucson, but um, um, I I you know you have to. I set the national record, and then some some guy beat my national record, so now I'm gonna go beat that. Um, so this is what's kind of fun too. Is there's always a a jockey in for poundage. Somebody's gonna try. Somebody will beat that. You know, yeah. probably me. And then uh, you know, someone will. I'll beat the squat record. And somebody will beat that. And you know, because I I remember being in Tucson and I was like, well, three eighty's the uh, record. Well, and the lady goes, Michelle. She competed. She won her world title too, man. Um, strong girl. She pulled like four forty at one hundred thirty four pounds. Jesus. Anyway. Um, and she goes, well, you can chip it. I'm like, well, what's that? Well, you can just go up by a kilo. You know, we got plates for the chip. And I'm like, nah, let's go 385. <laughs> and so that was my last lift, so I couldn't go higher. But I had to have it in my mind that I could do a few more pounds than what it was, you know. And so, yeah, um, yeah he hammered it. So, And I knew in Germany that was going to be my second, second lift. And then I was going to go for my all-time PR on my third. And like I said, I should have went 402. But but anyway, I was really oh, I was mad because I thought for sure I was I was tweaked and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say nothing to nobody. I was just gonna go and if it was gonna tear, it was gonna tear over there. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I mean, you're the only one that knew that. And Heather, I was so mad. God, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, that work, fuck, fuck. I was just yeah. cussing. <laughs> well, then that's how it is, man. If anything happens and it feels like it's out, like whether my squat or deadlift or bench, whatever it is, is if it feels off, it's like, yep. what the fuck? You yep. know, it pisses you off. And yep. if I'm ever mean mugging around the gym yep. and, you know, keeping well, it short with you, it's usually because <laughs> I'm well, pissed off like that too. That's the world. You, you know? know, that's how you are when you're training because the shit's so serious for you. You know, this is, I had to bring this out to my kids a while ago when we were training here still. I said, look around. And they're looking around, you know, and I said, you know the difference between them and you? They're older? <laughs> no, no. I said, and I'm not bagging <laughs> anybody. I said, these people come to work out. I said, you're training. You're training specifically to be better at this sport. You're using this lift and this amount of poundage so that you can increase this so that you can get better there. That's what you're doing. So there's a purpose and there's a rhyme to a reason and a rhythm to coming into the facility day one, day two, day three, day four. And it's a tool to get better at what you're doing. So that's the difference. Um, you and I, we're, we're not working out. We, we're training. You know, my, my motto has always been, ever since I first even started my own business, was to train to win. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes in here to train to lose. I mean, if you work out, you know, you have some sort you don't of give a shit. Yeah, you know, training to win—that's um, what every athlete does. You don't go to practice to get worse at your skills. You know, yeah. If you're a competitor, you know, and I use my little peanut as an example. She's so small. We just watched her last night. They won their game in Vegas, so it was pretty cool. Me and Heather, we started watching the ranch, and we're like, hey, is it live? And then we got it on there, so we finished watching. We didn't watch the ranch. We watched the rest of her game and stuff. And, yeah. you know, she's 
she trains her freaking rear end off, man. You know, even after the ACL tear and that kind of stuff, man, she just, you know, and I, of course, you know, I'm dad and I'm athletic trainer. She just pushed and pushed. That quad tendinal pain was something else, you know, but she didn't stop one day. If we couldn't quite get done with the quad tendon stuff, then we went to upper body work. There is no excuses. There is always, I have to get back. I got to get back. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know? Well, that type of competitive mindset, I think is just in your whole household. You know, when I went over there for (laughs) dinner that one time, it was, you know, Cordell and her bickering about who won a race that was, you know, a couple (laughs) years years ago, ago. you know, and you know, they're freaking cussing at each other. Like, you know, it's, it's intense. Like it's a competitive (laughs) thing that is not seen often. And like you were saying, society likes to really dumb that down for a lot of kids and a lot of people. And We'll just make excuses for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm going to offend a lot of people with this, but, um, you know, you get done with a game, you got your ass kicked, and parents are still saying, "Oh, you did a good job." Fuck too. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know, we reinforce mediocrity so much, well, and, and then we're mad at they don't do their hardest. I just it blows my mind. And with the right mentality, like we were talking about earlier, even when you do win. It's like, okay, you won. Cool. How could you have done better? How could you have racked up the score even higher? Yes. You know, the team scored 50 points. You guys scored 70. How could you have made that 50 a lower number? Mm -hmm. What what could you have done better? You know, like there's always room for improvement. Relentless pursuit of perfection. Yeah. You know? You know, you can um, bask in the victory for such a short amount of time, but if you get too caught up into it, that's when it becomes, you know, the peak and pinnacle and, you know, then it's a downhill. What if I just was like, great, I won a world championship, neat, stopped. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I just, you know, um, you know, Peanut, too, you know, like (laughs) when she get done with the game and whatnot, and she played really good or, you know, she really hustled. You know, there's nobody, nobody around that's ever seen Danielle play that would ever say she'd ever went after it. Nobody, not one. And uh, she'd be talking to Heather and Heather would be like, well, you did good. And she'd be like, you know what, Mom? I'm going to go talk to dad. He's going to tell me the truth and walk away and come over and talk to me. And she'd be like, well, what do you think I, I did right? Well, I said you hustled here, but you didn't move your feet on this one. Okay. And, you know, the, 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 the issue being is if Danny didn't want to be good, then I wouldn't tell her. But because she wants to be good and be better and the best, that's what it takes. It takes all of this criticism and it takes all of this failure to know where you're weak in order to know what you have to train or have to get better at. The relentless pursuit of perfection will always occur. You will never reach that. And that's the beauty of it. Well, that's what keeps you driven. You know, people like her, obviously, and you, and even me, they we can sense whether, you know, someone is just bullshitting us Mm -hmm. you know if we go to them and ask you know what can i improve on how can i do better how can i get around this what can i do better type thing it's you can tell when someone's you know you know you're great you're doing fine this or that once you get that from someone you're like all right fuck you i'm not listening yeah i didn't ask you what i did fine you know if you've always got people who are kissing your ass Mm -hmm. this cool like that's support whatever but Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to do any have anything to do with them when it comes to getting a closer interpersonal relationship because they're not serving you you in any way you know yeah they're kissing your ass i don't want to hear like (laughs) (laughs) that's why you know tell me what i can improve i mean there's always something the only reason we probably don't lift more together is just time constraint you know but you know you know 
when when it's go time, it's go time. There's no talking. There's no bullshitting. It's fucking we're in there to get some numbers, to get our volume in, to get our our reps done, and to train for the next day that we got put together. There's just no, and it's like we're constantly, you know, correcting each other's techniques and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I'm probably the harshest critic there is on myself, you know. I mean, like I said, I just walked out of the world. So I'm fucking pissed off. I didn't get 1,500. I went conservative with my dad. I didn't get the bench I wanted. I was soft on my squat. You know, just all sorts of things like that. But, you know, if we had, we would have a great country, an absolute great country, if we were just like that still, like we used to be in like the early... 1900s man you know what i mean you had to work your ass off to get a loaf of bread you just you had to put your head down and go get it didn't matter what it was 30 below out or not you know and like just since since last night, i remember i you know when i was a little kid we did halloween and stuff man uh you had a sack in your hand and you were walking around town i mean you were walking to go get your stuff i never got a ride i don't know maybe my parents hated me i don't know um i never saw too many people riding around now it's like Pull up in the SUV, get out, go to the, uh, come back in, get in the SUV, go. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody's so paranoid that something's going to happen. Something's going to, yeah, and I get it to a degree, but you know what? Um, we've really allowed ourselves to slip a lot. I mean, you see it all the time. Um, like I, I see it all the time in high school sports, you know, um, you know, or pe- people reach a certain level and they just think that's the greatest thing, you know, and they don't try any harder or do well, it anymore. You know, there's a, there's a good analogy that I like to give because I feel like a lot of people understand the concept, but they can't fully understand it or visualize it is, you know, in order to reach a certain level in your life, you've got to keep pedaling the bike, mm-hmm. but there's going to be points where you reach the uphill yeah. and you can maybe get halfway up the hill if you keep maintaining the, the work ethic you're already doing but in order to get to the very top of the hill you got to pedal harder you got to work harder yep or if you stop pedaling you're going to tip over and stop and that's going to be your pinnacle you know and too many people get comfortable with just you know la-di-da pedal their bike go through the motions maybe just you know not even moving you know if you're not improving you're you know you're declining Mm -hmm. you know you're not getting if you're not getting any better like you're doing yourself a huge disservice, you know, like. Well, and that's, um, you know, I heard this um, motivational speaker once talking, and I'm not into that kind of shit, but, um, you know, people don't reach their goals because, not because of failure, they just, they quit. They quit. (laughs) Well, you really didn't want it anyway. (laughs) Otherwise, you wouldn't have quit. You know, there's literally... The human mind and a human being is beyond, we're the, we are the pinnacle of creation, man. Hello, we're the Imago Dei, you know what I mean? I'm going to get into some theology here. You're in the image of God who is a perfect being. I mean, for crying out loud, the, the capacity that you have, if you just hunker down and get it, look at the stuff that we've built. Mm-hmm. Look at the technological stuff that that we've done, the, the feats of strength that we've been able to come as a, as a species, you know. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> we, we're just getting so soft. It's unreal, you know. But I, I'm, you know, I'm from, a, I had a real tough upbringing, I guess. I mean, it was normal to me, but now hindsight's twenty twenty. I, You know what, if it wasn't for all those haters and all those people that didn't like me and, and all the abuse and that kind of stuff, I wouldn't be who I am. There's just no mm-hmm. way. 
you know. Um, you know, I was bullied and pushed around until I got big enough that nobody could do it. Right. Um, and that's why I really got into wrestling. Well, I was into wrestling since I was about three, but really got into wrestling hard and, and lifting weights and stuff because I was tired of being pushed around and stuffed underneath the bus seat and smacked yeah. upside the head and trying to fight back was too small to, you know, <laughs> um, I just had enough of it. You yeah. Know? And uh, where there's a will, there's a way. And if people would just uh, decide what they're going to do and do it. You know? Well, and I think one thing people rely too heavily on is, you know, finding your your passion, doing what you absolutely love. And sure, that's important. But, you know, there's shit about this that we hate, but oh, we well, still yeah. get it done. You know, yeah. like there's little things and little like wins throughout the day that truly, you know, keep us going and uh, make it feel like it's worthwhile. But there's shit that we do that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't enjoy you know, like sitting down and reading for me, I fucking hate it. I don't like reading. I really have to sit there and apply myself and take notes. Like it drives me insane. But once I finish, yeah, you know, you the reward afterwards, reward I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I feel a hell of a lot better about myself. The mm-hmm. reward afterwards is better than if I were to not pick up the book at all. Yeah, totally. You know, and everyone's got their own little thing that they don't like. But ultimately, me picking up that book and reading it is going to help me progress progress and be happier with what i'm actually doing because i have more to offer yeah it pumps it out to everybody you come into contact with and too many people skip the hard shit that's what we're talking about when we're referring to doing the hard work put the work in you know don't skip past the hard shit don't uh, skip past the work i think uh, gary pantila said um he's a world champ trains down there in tucson i ran into him at that meet and he's like you gotta you got to pay the iron gods in order to get there. You know, he tore a tricep and all that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, jacked himself, been to the world six times and won it once and, you know, and, and stuff. And he's all, he, he, he all tells me, he goes, huh, so your fourth meet you've ever done, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, you, you won the world, huh? Yeah. Because I've been doing this all my life. I did six of those and I only won it once. F you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> I'll try to do another one, you know. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, paying homage. I mean, you know, we've we've um, dealt with injury and discomfort and time and, you know, and those kind of things. And, you know, you think how busy my schedule is, you know, when I got clients in the morning that I take care of kids. Um, and then I'm full time at uh, uh, Kirtland Central High School, you know, and the events. And I, I run almost all of the strength and conditioning there with the kids and, you know, and stuff. And when I get there, I mean, my feet are running. You know, I got concussion management to do, rehabilitations to do, evaluations, taping, every single practice to cover plus eight hour worth of lifting and after school lifting and you know and then when i get home i go right to the animus again and i got more kids that i take care of till about nine or ten o'clock at night and uh, i still have time to train and and eat right and and compete and you know so have family time still yeah. like you know and then we we make that i mean even if it's just my window time going to see peanut you know that's just the way it is but uh you know, we make it a valuable, valuable time. But, uh, you know, if someone like myself can do these things, you know, I'm just a little white trailer trash kid from Nebraska that, you know, 
figured it out enough, you know, through trial and error and failure and, and rejection and learning on my own. And, you know, here I am, you know, um, I, I would say I'm extremely successful with the people that I have around me and the, um, the development that I've been able to do with, you know, with kids. Um, and then of course, you know, with my own family and then the development of myself to, to become, you know, a world champion, um, in my category, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I don't look back too much. I'm going to keep right on rocking with everything and make everything better. You know, I know that even this training and stuff now that I've changed um, should pay off well, but I'm going to also implement it to my kids because now I know where I was weak. Yeah. So I know that if I have issues with somebody that are doing some of the same stuff, I, I know how to correct it now, you know. And that's kind of funny because everybody thinks I'm smart here. Well, they don't realize how many years it took me to get that. <laughs> well, and that's, a, I mean? that's a huge thing with it is if you didn't truly experience it yourself, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be as credible. Yeah. Like if, if you're going through it yourself and you're achieving things yourself and you're winning yourself and you tell your kids, you know, you can do it, train to win, like, mm-hmm. let's make this happen. Whatever your goals are, we can mm-hmm. do that and be, and then yeah. some, you know, and if you didn't have that credibility behind your name, you know, those kids wouldn't, they wouldn't buy into you. You know, they think you're just spitting all kinds of bullshit. You know, what's kind of funny is I think, um, one, you know, when I first got to Kirtland, um, you know, everybody was kind of like, I don't think they've ever seen anybody like that was built like that, you know? So they were kind of like, whoa. And then, you know, um, my philosophy as a coach is, you know, I'm always an asshole first. Because I can always be friendly later, but I can't do it the other way around. So I pretty much, when I step into the room, I demand your respect or you're out the fucking door. That's just the way it is. So, and I do that whether you're three or whether you're 30, you know, um, you come in, I square you up right away. I teach you the stuff that's going on and stuff. And I've, and I've been able to develop really good relationships at the collegiate, professional and high school levels uh, by being that way. Um, I know that if I establish the ground right off the bat that, you know, um, there's, that's already met. You know what I mean? It's a scope and sequence and here's my expectations and here you are and this is what we're going to do. And people like that. I think they really enjoy, not so much like a militaristic kind of uh, setting, but it's, we're locked in, we're on the, so they really enjoy that discipline mm-hmm. part. I've noticed that a lot around, like when I watch other teams warm up and do things like that, not a lot of discipline there, you know. Um, and if you don't have attention to detail, you're shit. You're yeah. doing stuff partial. You're just not getting it done. You're not doing what you should be doing and what it is that is, is to be done. Um, so, you know, the credibility stuff, you know, that was been told to me a couple of times now. I was like, well, geez, now that you're a world champ, now you're even more credible. I'm like, well, I, I agree and disagree at the same time. Um, you know, I've known, you know, some coaches who never reached a really high level in wrestling that were just phenomenal with kids man phenomenal with them that i learned so much you know i mean i shouldn't say didn't reach a high level but um had a a good friend of mine bob bath that uh, i tell you what i learned more from that guy and 
10 minutes and I've learned most of my life and how to run a room and how to coach kids and just how to, you know, plan and develop and just blew me away, you know. And I mean, two-time All-American, don't get me wrong, you know. And I've run into Mr. Smith, John Smith, who's, you know, Olympic gold medalist and wouldn't even have the time for even a high school three-time state champion, doesn't have the patience for that shit, you know. So if they're not on a different level, then he just, you know, won't coach. And um, But I, I, I find that it's the personal relationship that makes it work for me. Um, but I, like I said, I'm always a hard ass at first, and then I can be their friend later, but I can't ever right. do it the other way around. Um, and I approach my own training as I'm a hard ass right away because that's I don't have any other room or time to be soft and yeah. be friendly to myself. You know, like the, even this morning, I'm cranking out my pause squats and I'm thinking, Ooh, I'm kind of tired. It's first week back. Maybe I'll just I'll just do six. Then I was like, shut the fuck up. I went over and I get a fucking drink and I come back. I'm doing fucking 12 reps. Boom. Lay down the chalk, go back underneath and I finish out my sets. I was like, you know, I got to, you know, don't think that I don't have, you know, negative thoughts into my head. I just got to choke that shit out and throw it away because yeah. I don't have time for it. You know, um, you know, I think about my goals. It's like, okay, I hit 500 squat. Well, that's shit. We need a 600 pound fucking squat. We need to break 1500. I don't want to just get to 1500 by the time i'm even getting close it's going to be a 1575 and then but to be quite honest with you my, my ultimate goal is to have a 1600 um total if i'm 45 when i'm doing it so what but that's what it's going to go you know yeah. and so just this morning even i had to say you know what it's bullshit or i you know was almost tweaked the hammy the other day and i was like well fuck it i got six months i'll tweak it right now then i'll go again for another set and i just did it you know and it didn't go so that's just um you know, and back to the whole mindset thing, you don't know what you're capable of. If you keep giving yourself outs, you never know, you know. You don't know how much your body can withstand, you know. And so what if you get broke? It's great doctors here. Get yourself fixed. Go go get it again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to go to Mr. Thad uh, over at, uh, you know, Four Corners and Spine just to see about getting my injections for my lumbar spine and my neck, you know. You know, I had to stop at that 555 on the deadlift gallop because my fucking neck was jacked. I couldn't hold on to the bar no more, you know? Yeah. So I made arrangements to make sure I could get things done because I wasn't going to slow down any, you know? Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, people, um, they're, they're too complacent. And I don't mean to bag anybody, but I just, I'm not. I'm not. And that's why, you know, I think everybody thinks it's a great feat, you know, to, to accomplish it. And that's nice, you know, but um, there's a lot of work to be done, and I'm, I'm not done, you know, so. And I appreciate everybody saying, hey, congrats, great job, you know, but there's also sometimes I'm wondering, you know, I mean, do you even know what that means? I mean, that's, I mean, I flew all the way to Germany, and I competed against the best that there were. Well, a lot of people just see the result. They don't see yeah. the months and years of preparation for that. Yeah. You know, the training every single day, the rehab of the quad tendon, mm -hmm. like all the upsides and downsides you had to deal with to get yeah. to that one point, you know, and yeah. that's the type of process that I think uh, people like you and I love, you yeah, know, man. it's a journey. Yeah, it's the grind. Yeah, I love the grind. You know, if I didn't like training, I would I'd probably stopped a long <laughs> time ago. Yeah, it's like I tell the kids, you know, they're even the wrestlers, mostly the wrestlers. You got to love coming to practice, man. You got to love hand fighting. You got to love down blocking. You got to love double legged and high crotch. You got to love bar arm. You, you just got to love doing that. 
yeah. in order to be good on the mat. And then the rest of it will take care of itself. You know, I'm going to give a shout out here to Kyle Baker. Um, that kid Dang. loves the grind, man. And I get dude, to work with him. Hard uh, worker. Yeah, yeah, dude. I just, I like watching him wrestle. You know, he comes and works out with me. I just, you know. Steve and yeah. Kyle both. Oh, yeah. His dad's a beast. <laughs> He's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've been great support to me, you know. And, um, but uh, it's stuff like that, you know. And I told Kyle, I said, "You're definitely, you're, you're definitely going to go to D two level." I said, "You know, you can get there. You can be a two timer, blah blah blah, you know, and stuff." Um, but that that enters his mind like that's just that's just a a stepping stone, you know. That's yeah. not the end all. That's that's a stepping stone, you know, because every day that kid comes in, he mm-hmm. gets after it, you know. Every time I've ever seen him wrestle, there's you no know, the whistle blows. It's constant. And that's the stuff that I enjoy. You know, that's what's well, going to make it happen. You, you can know? you can tell just talking to certain people in the gym. You know, um, with him, if I pass by him, it's you know, quick knuckles. What's up, Kyle? What's up, yep. Tate? Pass by, yeah. we're back to our shit. You know, <laughs> whether I'm working at the yeah. front or whatever, it's yeah. very rare that we'll sit there and Bullshit. have small talk if yeah. one of us are. In the yeah. middle of training, you know, that's not the time for it. Well, and you know me, I walk through the door, I give my deuces and yeah. I put my earphones in, I warm up and I'm rolling, man. And I'm, I'm in and I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny at uh, Tucson, we, um, there's this um, USA Strong stuff and uh, they have a shirt that says, I'm not here to talk. It says big, big letters, even, and then on the bottom, even though I have a great personality on the bottom. <laughs> And I thought about wearing it here, but I was like, nah, you know, I, I, uh, and I don't, I don't ever want to be rude to anybody. I, you know, if, you know, people want to chat with me, that's great. But, but also know that I'm training, man. So (laughs) in between sets is perfectly fine to a degree, you know, but um, I was kind of that first week back. I was just like, ah, I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect people to be that dumb excited about it but you know so it kind of caught me off guard a little bit you know and and to be quite honest with you I mean even right now it really hasn't set into me too much you know I just um I just went to go compete and uh break the numbers that I'd had before you know really to compete against myself it's like that in wrestling too but um now you know I'm just moving on I want to go get it it's just another that's pretty arrogant to say <laughs> just another gold medal on the damn shelf right now you know <laughs> I've told the kids that too. I said, you open up my garage, you see all the wrestling stuff and, and now all the powerlifting stuff. It's like, you know what? No one gives a shit, man. It's mm-hmm. a temporary moment in time yeah. that I got to do and that's it. Nobody cares. And I said, you know, the same thing for you, but you have to do it for you. Um, you know, the, the trophy's just a reminder of the day that you were grinding to get there. And the comp day is the day that you get to display all the hard work that you put into it. It's not the end all. It's just the, um, it's the display, like I said, of the discipline and the dedication and the determination that went into that moment. And then now it's off to go get better. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a quick little test, you know. Yeah. 501 beat me in Tucson, didn't beat me in Germany, man. You know, I had to fly all the way over there to prove it, but. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that gives the people, the listeners, a good <laughs> idea of, you know, what type of mindset you had going into something like that, what it takes to truly achieve something like that. Um, it's not so much into the details of, you know, programming, Training methodology, and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that, but the mental side of it is just as important. You could have all the systematic stuff 
hundred percent right. But if you're not in it mentally, yeah, you're not, you're not going to be hitting your goals, um, or achieving any form of greatness. Um, so with that, you do have your social media. Yeah, um, I do. <laughs> you just post whatever you like, really. And uh, it's a great way for people to, to connect with you if they're unable to catch you between training clients and, you know, yeah. doing stuff at Kirtland and your training here at the gym. Um, and almost anybody that I train, you know, has my number. And I've had a few people that, that uh, attempt to get a hold of me and stuff like that for, for kids. And, you know, and then <clears throat> I do my best to get um, new clients in. You know, I... I lost a couple you know they went off to college and stuff and so i filled those spots you know there's only so um, much time in the day though <laughs> yeah, but you know i don't ever look at it like work though i mean i yeah. just really love doing it and if i could get away with it every single hour i probably would you know yeah um, in fact i'd probably cut myself short for my own time if i did you know but um you know just taking people from one level to the next and it's really to be quite honest with you i mean it's not rocket science it's not that hard it's just um you know, especially if you got a kid that, you know, is interested and wants to go. Yeah. Um, you just teach them, you know, you, one step at a time. Yeah. You can rock and roll. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty approachable, I think. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not so good at the social media stuff, but I guess if you do <laughs> the, the Instagram and whatnot, I, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. If you just search <laughs> Daryl Dryden, you'll find it. Um, then for me, if you're interested in mine, it's Tate underscore Arthur. Um, shoot me a DM if you have any questions. If you, you know, want us to talk about a certain topic, we can make that happen. Uh, aside from that, this was a pretty, pretty damn good podcast. Right on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, this was okay. Train to Win, episode four. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.